And we're, we, we live. We live. <laughs> yeah, we live. So, uh, ah, man, it's been a long time since I've done a podcast, uh, a little bit over a year. And I've been trying to get together, um, you know, some things to talk about. I felt like, you know, before I, I was podcasting, I had, um, I could see where some of the things that I, I was doing at that time was, you know, starting to not feel as genuine on doing the podcast. Maybe uh, I didn't feel like the subjects weren't genuine. I think how we were avoiding what was going on in certain areas and being genuine about him were uh, being kind of twisted. So I had took a break for a while and, you know, a lot of life stuff was going on. So without further ado, um, first podcast I've done in over a year, uh, of sophisticated ignorance. So I'm your host, Dominique Postman Postel. If you guys have forgotten, now you know. And the first guest that I've had on my pod or that I'm having on my podcast right now is someone I've known for a long time. We've been friends since, you know, I don't know, was it like sophomore, freshman year of college? You know, yeah, been a while. Year. Yeah, freshman year. And, and we've, it's been like a nice roller coaster. We don't get to talk all the time, but every time we catch up, it's always really positive and and good news. And, you know, that's just kind of how it is with that, you know, our whole group of college friends overall. Like we all keep in touch the, you know, everybody's kind of up and down and what they're doing. Everybody's getting, you know, married or they've been moving or building their careers. So it's just been a lot going on in, in the years since college. So I think it's great that we all still keep in touch and, it's uh, even better that we all continue to support each other's businesses and stay positive and just, you know, really do the best we can with what we have and really trying to pave the way for our families and, you know, things that we dealt with. So, yes. So the first person I have on here is a good friend, softball person, trainer, business owner, Cecilia Foster. Everybody give a hand clap for that one. What's up? What's up? So. What's been going on? How's life? Like, what's been life, going on? Life, life, you know, Colorado life's been good for me. Um, the cost of living is, is expensive up here, so you have to do a little bit more hustling than you would have to do back home. But, yeah, I, I started my own business. I'm loving it. I got two jobs that I love. I create my own schedule. So, yeah, life, Colorado life's been good for me. That's bad, man. That's, that's, that's great because I yeah. still... I still talk about Colorado and being out there for the time I was out there. Like I want to go back because it was yeah, just, we peaceful. want you to come back. Yeah, it's peaceful. Um, it was peaceful. It's a different type of peace, but it's, it's still peaceful. I yeah. think I need a, a retry, a redo for my, my uh, Colorado. Right. right. And no lie. I'm not going to lie I, about myself you know, moving to a whole different state. Like, I, I encourage everybody to get out their current living environment and just to travel and see the world, do something different. You got to get out of that, you know, stuck-at-home mindset and experience life. And so, without a doubt, it helped me grow a lot as a person, as a woman, um, with my family, with my friends. It's just, it just was a good move for me. I don't regret it at all. For sure. Um, I think it's it's a bold move and i think when people yeah. get an opportunity to do it 
They should. Uh, I don't think it's for everybody. I know some people just don't have that mind state. I, I know a few people that moved to uh, Denver and they were like, yeah, it's too many white people or it's too many, uh, <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, this is to y'all too many like, yeah. the hippies too much or, you know, whatever it may be there the hold up. And yeah. I, I feel like. Uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I, I think that's all about the mindset of what you're coming out here to do. Like if you're coming out here, it's not a party state. It's not nowhere where you're going to come out here and, like, have fun and do what you did back home. It's it's a place where you come, you get money, and then you go build your life somewhere else. That's how I look at it. So it, mm-hmm. it really depends on what you're looking for when you're trying to move. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying, like, everybody has to move to Colorado, but I'm just saying get out of your, your current environment. Don't stay in the same place forever. Like, move around. Go experience life. It's so much to see out in this world and you don't know what you can run into you just got to experience it right yeah i agree uh it's it's been a journey you know going from colorado then going back to houston and then going yeah. going from there to a whole nother country where yeah, mm-hmm. you're in a whole nother country like oh my god yeah nobody speaks the, the language uh um it's a different experience uh being in a country where uh it's literally everybody here is Korean. So it's not like a, I mean, there's like a mixture of like foreigners that obviously come in. um, Mm -hmm. But your experience here is really based on the type of mindset you have. Like you can literally make this the worst experience in your life, or you can really come here and uh, hit it head on and really open your eyes to like how people think. And there's obviously like, I think the biggest thing that I love about being here over being in America is you are literally treated as a foreigner and people don't understand the depth of that is. Yeah. Go, go into that a little bit. I'm, I'm curious about that. Well, you're treated as a foreigner because over here in Korea, there's nobody like, this is the one of the only populations in the world that's not integrated. Like it's mm-hmm. like literally the, they're all Korean. So when you come from anywhere, that's not Korea you're a foreigner. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, Hispanic, uh, Cambodian, whatever, like you're a foreigner. So you're treated the same as all foreigners. You are here from another place. So it makes a lot of people uncomfortable, especially I'm going to, you know, make some jokes now. Some of the white people I know because they're treated, they've never been treated on the same type of level. Like they, they, that privilege. Yeah. That privilege is kind of like, it bothers them a little bit because like we can both get kicked out of the same club for being a foreigner. It ain't about if you got money or pops is cool or anything. It it, it ain't none of that. It's hey, we both foreign. We got to, we can't go in this club. Like we can't, we can't go in this place or they don't allow foreigners to eat here. And like, they can do that. They can discriminate like that. They don't have discrimination laws here. Wow. Yes. Because there's no, there's no other races to be discriminated to like it's koreans here they right. don't, like nobody care if you don't speak the language you need to learn it that's that's how it go like <laughs> it's it's a they very... don't put they don't put the food menus in english you, you need to learn the language yeah that's your part you came to their country it ain't it ain't one of those places like america where we're privileged to see so many different races it's literally like you yeah. came to their country you need to integrate or uh, uh assimilate or you you you're gonna be left behind um now, now, is that something you 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 don't like about it, or, or are you getting comfortable with it? How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, to an extent, like I mean, I can read and write Korean, so 
that was one of the first things I got over here and I started doing is reading and writing it because it's not uh, I mean like once you learn grammar rules you usually can learn languages a little little bit like um, I think the problem that I I see is that people come over here and they've been here for I, well there's two things let me let me rephrase this there's two things okay. I think for me being a person who likes like taking on challenges and different things I didn't see it as a problem. I just saw it as like something that I needed to do. But I also see it as a problem because there's people that can come over here and be here for eight or nine years and still never learn the language. That's the problem I get mad at because I'm like, how you be over here for nine years and not know a lick of Korean? Respect the culture type of deal there. Well, yeah. I mean, even just not to respect the culture, it's like, what are you doing? Like, nine years like you ain't pick up not one like thing like uh yeah high and by yeah and that's what a lot that's what happens a lot over here is people because like so i'm not gonna like speak to like i don't want to be like i'm not i don't have all the facts but i'm pretty sure like over here there's really not a lot of poor people everybody's kind of middle class so wow. it's a very like even system here. Like you, everybody can kind of, you can like, if you come from another country, you can make uh, two to $3,000 a year and be good, like good here. Like what? you can, you can live really good here with not that much money. Most of the teachers that come over here or foreigners that come over here, they don't make more than about 2000 to 2,500 a month. And they're good. Like we don't, it don't cost that much to live out here. You can go buy groceries for like $30 at the market, $30, $40. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like $30, $40 in their money is like a lot, a lot. Well, no, it's, it's less than America. Like, so America's currency is better. So if you come over here with a hundred dollars in American currency, you come into Korea with like one twenty or one. 125 like, wow. yeah so it's a little bit but the more money you have the more it starts to like you know add up in american i mean it'll, if you come over here with like a lot of american money it'll add up a lot over here so um so it's really nice to be able to uh live like that and most people um when you come over here especially i guess if you're teaching um because that's how most people get their visa in korea um you right you have your housing paid for. So like you, your housing's paid for. Um, you don't have, and if you come over here with no bills, I mean, you literally just have to, you just get, you teach and you get paid. That's it. And then you can travel, do whatever you want to do. Um, um, just don't get into fights or nothing like that. You know, you know, the basics. Yeah. Yeah. Basic morals. Right. So, so how is, how is the, um, the black community over there is there a lot of African Americans over there is it what's the diversity ever as far as foreigners with that uh, there's a lot of Africans here um, okay so there's a lot of Africans like um, from like you know like Kenya Nigeria um, different places like that and then you obviously have a lot of South Africans here like they a lot of them leave their country um, um, and you know how it is over in South Africa so it is, it's a lot of yeah. It's a lot of things going on there, so they really try to come over here to get a new start. And a lot of the people I've met are South African or from Africa. Um, that's been like a large pool of people I've met, um, and they got their own hiccups too, you know, because they had <laughs> they got that you know 
that a lot of that stuff going on with the the race and all of that stuff and then uh just having like it's just a lot of things going on with them that you you like, ooh, we, y'all, y'all tripping, you know. But they think we tripping. So <laughs> Yeah, they think we tripping. Right. Yes. You know, so, so that was that was, that was kind of bridging up into my next segment of, you know, the, all the, the protests are going on. Like, has that reached South Korea? Because we see we see it on the news that, like, all these countries are doing, like, the protests for Black Lives Matter and all that. But is it really true? <laughs> no, nah, I mean, they're not. <laughs> South Korea don't know nothing about no protests for Black Lives Matter. Like, they have, they don't care about that. <laughs> I don't think it, it it doesn't affect them. I mean, they don't have a, a a means to understand. I mean, they they like. I think this is the thing that that people have to understand about Koreans until they understand. Um, yeah. They like black people, but they don't really like respect what makes black people black. Like they just kind of take from the culture, and they don't really like understand like why they like black people because this was like south korea is western it's literally split because of america and russia so right so it's like we didn't they didn't ask to be split up so we split them up after world war ii so right the way we can't even we can't even go to north korea no and we the reason the culture is so westernized and they take from like literally south korea is their culture is based off of like what's trending like like that's how their culture is and it's unfortunate because that's what booms the economy like k-pop and all of those things is a huge part of their like economy for how they do things which is western culture like how they want to look how they get plastic surgery like all of this stuff is like based in western culture so they do have an identity but it's very hidden behind values that are western too you know so it's like yeah it's korean culture but there is western things that you guys are pulling from and they don't know and a lot of times they don't know that sometimes they're pulling from black culture because america doesn't say it's black culture you know like america still is like oh hip-hop or this is like oh this is american western culture and it's like no this is black people stuff black culture exactly and so that's like a big issue that you'll see so as far as like like black people like yeah you'll get a lot of people um you'll get a lot of people that come from um america or um europe and um but like the culture like as far as like like it's really weird like foreigners especially like uh yeah it's just weird like black people here (laughs) like i think you if you can come over here with the mindset that a lot of people if it's not you but like if you can right. come over here with the mindset that a lot of people come over here because they're not anything good back home, then you'll be able to deal with foreigners a little bit better. Because a lot of people are, I, I guess, as I could say, they ain't shit back home, and then they come over here, and <laughs> they still ain't shit. They just came to another country and tried to act like they something new, you know, but they never, right. they never fixed that back home. So they came over here, and they try to go wife up a Korean or put up this new facade of who they are and at the end of the day if you ain't shit you still don't don't, yeah they don't even know who they are right and so that's a lot of problems that you have with like the foreign community is you you get people coming over here and they just 
don't care. And they're just like, oh, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. You know, I'm just trying to live like this. Or I'm trying, and it's like, you know, that's toxic. I don't want to be around that either. So, yeah. And it, it, it don't just, it's not just with the black community, it's just overall um, here. Uh, you see other foreign people, and sometimes you don't want to speak because you don't know if they want to do them, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm on the speak to me first mindset all day. For sure. All day. So so let's let's get into that because that's kind of what I deal with with some of my athletes, the mental mind frame of, you know, why are people so stagnant in life? Why don't they have, you know, goals to reach for? Why are they just okay with just living in living the bare minimum and not learning to grow within themselves? Well, I mean, well, how do you feel about that? Like the experience you've had in Denver and also just the experience you're probably still having with people back home. Um, like, how do you feel like what's a problem in the mental health of what they're doing? The biggest problem I see is letting the negative aspects of life affect the mental. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is like, we all know everything's not going to be perfect. Nothing's perfect. Nobody's perfect. But it's how you deal with the problems that arise in your life that make you not stress so bad, and it helps you get over it a little bit faster. So why would I worry about something, you know, that I cannot do anything about? It already happened. Let's say my um, – sorry about that. My, my car broke down. I don't have a car. Okay, am I going to sit in my bed and cry all night, or am I going to go try to do something to get me another car? And a lot, of, a lot of people our age, they sit and they cry. Why do we do that? Mm. And it, it, goes back to the, it goes back to all of the positive vibes and negative vibes. I have a three rule. Um, I have a three thing rule for me, you know, that will only get me out of my character. If it's not messing with my income, if it's not messing with my family, and if it's not messing with my life, I'm not concerned about it. Like, mm-hmm. I have no time to stress over anything that does not fall in those three categories. Right, right. And so moving to Colorado helped me with that because I was in a bad spot in, in, in Texas. Like, I was in a really, really bad spot. I had a job that I loved, all that. My job was great. My house was great. But mentally, I was in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. And they were like, how, how are you in a bad spot when you have this great job, all this and this and this? I was letting what was going on in my personal life affect my mental that made my job and my house didn't feel like what other people thought it should feel like. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When I, when I moved to Colorado, I spent a lot of time by myself. Mm -hmm. And when I get into those moods, since I'm by myself, I don't, you know, I don't have, you know, friends to talk, talk through it. I I have to work through it with, with myself. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, what led me to understanding, you know, how you grow mentally. And then um, I'm not sure if you're a fan, like Eric, the hip hop preacher. Mm -hmm. I started listening to a lot Mm -hmm. of his motivational speeches. And he talks about, you know, what you're watching, what you're doing affects how you think about certain situations. So Mm -hmm. I started watching a lot of positive things. I started, you know, if, on my social media, all you're talking about is negative and, and cussing and all that. I deleted you. It's all about what you see and what you set your mindset up, that positive vibes only. Right. And, 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 that's, and that's helped me, and that's what I instill in my girls, and I try to let them know that because, you know, nobody's perfect. You have mm-hmm. to be professional at making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that, that's kind of what we, what I instill in my girls, and that's kind of what I want to uh, work on around my program because, Sports are eighty percent mental. Mm-hmm. If you if your head's not in it, 
your game, no matter how good you are, your game is not going to perform. Mm-hmm. And so much of that gets overlooked because we think it's just talent when it's not. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, it is definitely, um, man, it, I can't even explain how much uh, mental, like being having your mental right affects everything right. that's going on. Like it uh, even like, like for, like even when you said in sports, like I mean, it if your mental's not right, there's so many things in sports you can't even go about right. Like if you if your head right. not, you know, like I mean, just even the simple simplest thing of lifting weights. If your mind is not in it, you can injure yourself. You can go in there and mm-hmm. waste time, and now you didn't get better. Like it's it's really about getting better, like daily and like the small things. And uh, right. we skip over that because uh, I think one thing that has always helped out is just not really being on social media as much. Like um, mm-hmm. me being in another country, like my time zones is just totally different. So I don't have really the access to like when things are actually trending or when things are like being posted. So I kind of like, right. I'll get on just like hearing, like I probably, I feel like I'm old now cause I, I really only be on Facebook and like maybe like um i'll post on instagram but it'll be just more of an update of what i'm doing and less of like hey i'm on here because i want you guys to see like i wanted like it's not an attention thing it's usually like hey this is what i'm doing if you guys are interested cool and then i just kind of go back into what i'm doing Um, right business business only yeah but as far as like the mental i think um like you said texas is definitely like it's just it's a lot going on and it's, it's not, I wasn't in a good space. I remember when we were sitting down talking uh, about things a long time ago when you were out in, um, in Conroe, like it was just like, I wasn't in a great space in that time either. And it was, I remember just being like seeing that, like that, that energy and like how we were trying to really change our environment. And um, mentally drained. Yeah. It was tough. And I think when I went back to Houston I was, I had some things that I did do that I was like, man, I really want to do this for, you know, the rest of my life. And then I had so many other things that was like dragging it down that were like, um, they were like a glimpse of what I could have. So I just wanted to hold on to it, you know? And I think in that instance, you got to really be mentally together to uh, understand that like, that's, I, I honestly think like, the best thing that's happened to me coming to Korea is really being really isolated, like really, really isolated. Exactly. Um, exactly. Cause when I was in Denver, I still had a little access to people, you know, like I still had friends and, you know, you guys were there. Like I still had a little bit. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't as isolated. It still was compared to, cause I kind of feel like when people, either people about moving around or they're not, you know, and, right. So when we were in Denver, it was like a really funny experience for me because ain't nobody go to Denver when we was there, you know, when we was like, when we first got there, when nobody really yeah. going to Denver. And then now everybody's like, I see so many people like, oh, we in Denver now. Oh, we love it. I'm like, man, look, we've been on exactly. this. We've been on this, you know. <laughs> we've been on this. Right. You know? Um so that was like a funny thing for me but then even like coming to korea now just being isolated and like building like this the the huge like this just great relationship with god like i just like i that has been like the most important thing for me and um it's 
it's been so tremendous because I, I used to think I understood and I thought I knew. Speak on it. Speak on it. But man, like coming out here and really being able to like really focus on him and like actually learn. Like I think one of the things that I really I was a child in, like I, I feel like a child and like I grew up in is like really knowing the word, like reading it and like applying it to your life and and like how much I was speaking ill willed on it, like how much I was speaking on things I really didn't know. Because if I knew this I wouldn't have spoke like that. You know. I wouldn't have spoke right. about the Bible or spoke about how I felt about these things or how I even felt about God because I think one of me personally and from my observation a lot of people speak on uh Christianity and all a lot of different things uh mm-hmm. but don't read up about what it's actually meant to be and how God intended these things right. to be and it's right. like you know like I know one of the big things that's going around right now is how Christianity was used as a weapon against black people uh, back in slavery times and all of these things and I said at the end of the day yeah that's what somebody could use it for but they can use they've used religion and they've used religion in all different types of cultures to oppress people but I think at the end of the day that's not what God intended it to be like you got yeah. free will like to to use you can use you can use uh, psychology as a weapon. You can use anything that you learn as a weapon. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's not, it's right. not just whatever, whatever you believe in. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you believe in can be a weapon for however you choose to be. But, and, and, and would you have gotten to that point if you still were in Texas? This is, this is the, the whole big point I'm trying to make. Would you have gotten to this point of your mindset with God if you still were in Texas? No, God, no. I was sick in Texas like I was not good (laughs) I was not okay I think the uh, like the only thing that was like really coping it was it was funny because I had um I was right before everything had happened with my um my equipment and everything I had literally just met some people at a video shoot that ended up going to the same church as my mom Mm. and the reason I like I met them and like they were like, hey man, you know, like we all went out and we was having fun and stuff. And then we were, he was like, hey man, go to go to church with me. And I was like, oh, what church you all go to? And he was like, and he like said above and beyond. And I was like, oh, that's the one my mom goes to. He's like, really? He's like, your mom been trying to get you to go to church, huh? And I was like, yeah, I feel kind of bad now because now I'm about to go. <laughs> and and my mom been trying to get me to go. And then I went and um, that's when it kind of like it sparked a little bit, you know. And then. Because I had all these, you know, bad notions about going to church, and I had, you know, yeah. one of the one of the I'm, worst I'm things, one of the worst things that the devil can do is use people that are Christians to drive you away from the church. Because you know, right? And that's not what, like I always say, like that's not what God intended it to be. And and you can, at the end of the day, people are human, you know, and they're going to make mistakes and they're going to do things, which you can't let. You can't let things drive you away from, you know, what God has for you. Um, because right. if you have a, the more you have an understanding with him and what he, like when you read his teachings and uh, I think you, you, you have less of an issue with uh, how things were done or how things are being done. So I think you just gotta, I remember I had a debate with somebody the other day cause they were like, man, how do you know God is this and how do you? And I was like, the crazy thing about it is, is, 
you got to go find it out for yourself. I don't have the answers for you, what you need to have for God. Like you need to go have, you need to find it. I can point you in the right direction, but you got to find that. Cause like anything you're asking me, you could be asking God that, you know, like, yeah. And, and I'm going to let you know this. I don't know if you know my, my religion history, but growing up, I was in the church with my grandma. We went to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Then when I got to high school, we started having those issues. Like you said, God didn't intend for it to be that way. But, you know, the preachers were, you know, not good for the church. The mm-hmm. congregation was not good to the church. So it really turned me like, these are God's people and they're acting this way. Right. Why do I need to put myself in that environment? So it really made me turn away from religion. I hate to say it. Mm-hmm. And then I read the Bible front to back. I read a couple times and it just did not make sense to me. Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense to me because I was more of a scientific person. Right. How For do sure. you not have, you know, contraception and still birth a baby? So that it was a huge like misunderstanding and mm-hmm. my best friend Andrea Carter mm-hmm. I love her to the death she basically broke it down to the T for me she was basically like religion is a belief mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying you believe what you want to believe you have to have something to believe in to keep you going and that's what you know the relationship with God can give you mm-hmm. and ever since then I, I stopped going to churches until we got to college and I really like that church that we went to in college with with the guy R.I.P. pastor, mm-hmm. but I really loved that church because he spoke in a language that I could understand. Mm-hmm. You know what God was trying to tell us through him. Mm-hmm. And so when I got to college, I started getting back into it. I'm getting the chills right now because I'm talking about it, Lord Jesus. But um, <laughs> preach, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So when I, I I went back to church with him, and man, it just changed my life. It it brought all that negative mindset that I used to have, and you know, angry all the time. It let all that go. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved to Colorado, you know, I stayed with Makai and Amy for a while, and they're mm-hmm. really heavy, you know, on 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 God and, and Christianity, and mm-hmm. they broke it down for me too. Like I I got into praying. I really built. They helped me build a personal relationship with God. Whereas I had a church relationship with God. Yeah. Okay. You know okay. Okay. Yeah. So now I'm not, I used to get upset because it's like, man, God's going to be mad at me because I'm not going to church. Right. When in reality, we're talking every night. Right. Like I, God's my best friend to the day, you know, and, and we're talking and I feel like that's more better for me and my um, belief with him than to go sit into a church just because I thought that would make him happy. Right. Right. But necessarily, I'm not getting the information I'm supposed to be getting because I can't, you know, relate to the person that's given the word. Right. I Does that get make you. Sense? Oh, yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. I think at the end of the day, um, it is nice if you would like to go to church and you find somewhere you're comfortable yeah. getting receiving the word. I think right. um, my best experience right now is actually and I'm going to have to add you to um, is. Uh, you know, obviously everybody has been using the Bible app, right? Like, and uh, I've been doing weekly plans with different people and it's been amazing because, uh, you know, you just pray about what you, what you're needing next. And it's just kind of one of them things that God will like, you just feed through. And for some reason, every time we pick a plan, it's literally exactly what we need for that week. Uh, and you go through and you read new scriptures and you're really interested because yeah. it, it you see how it pertains to your life. And then it's really funny because 
a lot of the words, uh, a lot of the plans that when you deal with like worrying, how we were saying, you know, being worried and stuff earlier, yeah. a lot of the plans that use when we talk about worrying, uh, they use some of the same scriptures to describe how you shouldn't. It's literally the same, like these are the same things. <laughs> like it's funny because you'll read a new plan, it'll be a new preacher, a whole different thing, and it's the same scriptures that God's telling you, like, you don't need to worry about nothing. I got you. Right. You know, I ain't never went nowhere. I, I, I got you, you know. So I, I I would love that because as a whole, you know, people in general, I think that's a lot that's what's going on with this world. People need to stop only calling on God when they're in trouble. You need to talk to him like he's your friend forever like not just when you need something from him mm-hmm. a lot of people just pray to god when they need something from him no you talk when something good happens in your life thank him well you know when you're going through something talk to him if you just had a good day talk to him like talk to him every day and i think once people get out of that mindset of you know praying for needing mm-hmm. and just praying we'll be a whole better um you know individuals as a whole yeah um just being able to just talk to him like Right. Just regular, like it's your, it's your. I wouldn't say it's like your homie, but like it is. Like that. That's it that, is. that's yeah. yeah like it that's is. that's really like how you build that relationship is just talking to him at all times. Like even when you out doing like the more consistently, and it's not like you don't. Right. I don't want people to feel like guilt tripped into talking to him. Like I want you to feel like you just talking to him. Like you getting on the bus, you be like, oh, appreciate you holding, making you held that bus down. I ain't miss it. You know what I'm saying? Like I. <laughs> You know, just like little stuff that you you do, (laughs) you realize how much, how involved he is in your life. And you realize, Mm -hmm. like, I think sometimes, you know, we have this weird thing about when we're, you know, there's this thing going around that, like, when you're Christians, you got to go through these just terrible hardships. And and I think what you honestly have to realize, uh, just having that relationship with God is like, you there's a difference between going through hardships in life and going through hardships in life alone is you can, you can deal with, you can deal with them hardships by yourself. And it's terrible. You always feel like nobody's there. You get depressed, you get all these things, but you can also deal with a hardship and have uh, a understanding and peace to it. Like if you ever did, like I've dealt with some things when I like, even over here in Korea, just uh, like personally um, just with my job that like, I could have went through this whole process with the mindset of being a, like me by myself. I'm foreign. I could, something could happen, blah, blah, blah. But instead yeah. I went through it knowing that God is going to handle it. I remember one time God I, got you. God I, got you. I remember I prayed, I was in the middle of work and I prayed about something that was going on and I didn't have to say nothing. I was like, I needed to talk to the boss and like all of these things was going on in my mind. I was like, man, I need to, like, I need to do this. Let me, let me step up and talk to her. Let me do, man, I yeah. prayed about it. My, my coworkers ended up talking to her. She had to come to me and be like, hey, uh, so yeah, I talked to the coworkers. We're gonna make sure you're good on this. And I, I didn't have to say nothing. Like they weren't even talking for me. They were just talking overall and they still ended up like involving me in it. And, right in the message. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't have to say nothing. So sometimes, you know, uh, I think one thing that I really hope people understand is they really have to pray for peace. Like, like really, you need to pray. Like, because I think one of the weird things about social media that is very toxic uh, or just the message we're, we're saying in social media is that yeah. you have to grind and work super hard and be miserable to get these fantastic successes 
And I don't think mm-hmm. that's true at all. I think you can work no. hard and still be at peace. Like, I think there's right. there's nothing wrong with being in a peaceful place and not having drama or trauma and still getting to your goal. It might be a process in which you're not used to. You don't understand it. Like, why are you so chill about getting this goal? Because I'm going to get it. It's going to happen. Yeah. I got I got the best person yeah. by my side to do it. And guess what? If it if it don't if it don't happen that way, I bet it'll happen in another way that I never could imagine. So either way, I'm good, you know. So I think speaking it's, it's, on that, it's not the path that he wanted to, he wanted you to take. So he's trying to make you be around because, like I tell my students, if it was easy, everybody be doing it. Mm-hmm. If it was easy, everybody be doing it. So why would he make it just a straight path here? You gotta go through stuff to get to the best part of life, and. Not saying that the stuff you go through is going to mess up your mental, make you depressed. That's why it goes back all into your mental mind frame of how you look at things. Mm-hmm. If you start taking positive outlooks at stuff, it won't affect you as much. Yeah. You know, knowing that you're at peace with what's going on and knowing you just got to put your head down and get it done because God's going to take care of you. Yeah. I think having that certainty, like understanding the certainty, like I, I, I say this. And this is like one of the things I, I just talked recently. Um, you know, Marlon, I just talked to him about this is yeah. um, one of the great things uh, that we don't realize is we always keep trying to go through life uh, as smart as we are. We're very scientific. We're very intelligent. We're educated, mm-hmm. you know, um, and we try to go through life with our logic and our understanding of things and our, our sense of time. Like we move on a sense of time as well. Right. And all of these things that we use are not bad. Um, but why do you, why would you, the, the simple as it comes, why would you use your logic and your sense of time and all of these things and continue to possibly make mistakes when you can literally just leave it all to somebody who created everything in the first place? Right. Like he he right. he's the reason everything is existing and you gonna say, Well, I think my knowledge is better. No. <laughs> like that doesn't <laughs> like no. It doesn't make any sense. So yeah, that actually is where it does become you do become smart. I think that's where you become smart is understanding that you ain't got the answer, Sway. Like you don't have for everything. No. You don't have for everything. And I think coming to that when you come to that agreement and understanding, then your your situations in your life and your mental state will change. Because I know for me, I've, I've been, like everybody else, accustomed to worrying about something that you know is good. Even you, like, you're anxious, like you, you have, it's like you're giving yourself anxiety about something, you know? Right. And in reality, like, does it not always yeah does it not always work out are you not going to eat are you not going to be able to have a roof over your head or yeah. not? like has he not taken when has he not taken care of us like right now i've been I'm, right. I, now i'm not going to say like nobody's been through like really bad hardships in life like there's definitely been like a lot of tragic things that's happened to people um in their own right yeah. of course but i think with those situations it also comes a lot of the situations that if we would have done these things correctly, we wouldn't have to deal with these things this way either, you know? So exactly. it's, it's a lot that goes it into it. Yeah. It's a lot that goes into it. And I think, uh, 
once again, I don't think people will be able to really find that in America. Like, I don't think I would be able to find that in America. And I think a lot of people won't because they're still dealing with the daily struggles of just, for example, just being black every day or just being um, trying to be this thing that everybody wants them to be. Because if you're not grinding and you're not working hard and you're not putting on a brand or a name or this and that, you're not successful or you're not uh, yeah. doing these things or um and i i've i like me i i i'll be honest like i don't make uh i've i've had a job that makes way more money than this but i'm also you're at, at peace yeah i'm at peace and i still have the same things i had when i had that job but even more in abundance right. like i've i've had i have more than what i had back when i had a great job or when mm-hmm. i was putting and- on my brand you know like Right. And and that just goes to show that money does not buy happiness. You just have to be at peace with knowing that what you have in plan is where you're at. Right. Right. Everybody, you know, everybody has a different plan in life and what they want to do is just when stuff pops up, can you stick to that plan? Yeah. You know, and some people go off the rails and, you know, get depressed and then that causes whole other issues when you just need to get back on the plan. I have a 24-hour rule. Like, if something happens, I cannot stress on it for no more than 24 hours. Right. After 24 hours, I need to come up with a plan. How are we going to get through this? Okay? Because mm-hmm. this is stress-free Colorado. We don't walk around here stressed. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it really changed my life. It, it really has. You know, my girl's like, why are you so chill? It's like, I don't have no worries. Like, mm-hmm. I don't worry about something that's out of my control because there's nothing I personally can do about it. Mm-hmm. You know? And I have faith in the man above that he's not going to steer me in the wrong direction. It really, if it's really, that's crazy that you said that 24 hours is, is literally how long it usually takes something to really like move. Um, it, it, yeah. take, it don't take but a day. You know, if you get into an argument with somebody, it don't take but a day for y'all to either re- yeah. reconcile or, or somebody say mm-hmm. something. If you, if you get, you know, you at work or something and something is, going on at the J, you it's going gonna, it's gonna to pop off in about yeah, 24 hours. Tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. yeah, tomorrow's a new day. You can't dwell on the past. And my biggest thing, what what about you being upset is going to change the situation? Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Why am I going to make things worse by putting myself in that mental mind frame mm-hmm. where that could lead to whole other different problems? I can make my mom mad. You know, I can be angry at this and ruin a relationship. No, just chill out. And then come up with a plan to get you out of that situation. You know, just have faith in him that he's not leading you down the wrong path and everything's going to be okay. And I think that really goes back to, again, your mental and then being at peace with a lot of things that, you know, tear some people apart. For sure. And it's it's really tough seeing people hurting, too, you know, Um, because you're around a lot of people that's hurting and um, you you can't I mean, you. I think that's why, like, right now I'm really trying to continue to gain that that stability and peace because uh, I can see people hurting and I sometimes don't always have the answers for them, you know, to help them. And I really want to be able to uh, not even just help people all the time, but just really be in a position where, you know, hey, man, like, if you can get your milk, yeah, it's going to be good, you know. And uh, I think that's a lot. Yeah, care like Colorado is definitely carefree. Uh, I miss it. Like I said, I miss it. I really, <laughs> we I, miss you. 
Yeah, man, I miss going to um, watching football games and chilling at the. I miss the snow. Um, you know, the little bit of the winter I got. You know, I ain't catch all the winter. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm not a big fan of the winter, but I'm working on it. Yeah, it's it's cool. I miss. I miss it. I definitely gonna gonna visit, but. Right now, y'all got to get y'all stuff together because that virus is not playing with y'all, and I don't know what so, it is. So yeah, let's let, let let's get into that. So are y'all? What are the um? What are y'all doing over there as far as the virus? Because it seems like it's just getting worse and worse over here. Well, I mean, I mean, how did? Well, first, how did Colorado deal with it? Because I know Texas. We we already know Texas did not deal with it good at all. So we shut down for probably about um, like the school clothes and all that. We shut down everything. Like everybody was basically at home for a good month. Mm-hmm. And then um, they started um, cutting off people's unemployment. So people had to go back to work, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so people started going back to work. And like that first week, we didn't have a mandatory mask situation in order. It was just you, you go and you. it wasn't you know, controlled. So that first week, everybody went back to work. And of course, the cases skyrise. And then with the protests, you know, people weren't wearing masks out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest, rest in peace, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. But, mm-hmm. you know, people went to the protests and it was really bad out here in Colorado. Like, uh, two I saw over. Yeah, it, it, it's bad. And so, you know, with the protests and then not the mandatory mask order in effect, a lot of people caught the virus. Right. Now, what I don't like about how they're controlling it is they're not really telling you that you can go to places and get free tests. Ah, okay. So no one knows you can go and get tests to make sure you have you don't have the virus. So now that people, all those people that were at the protest without masks on that has the virus, and then you know we started going back to work, so now they're spreading it. So we took a big sky rise up in you know um, up in cases and deaths and stuff. And after that, I guess after they saw the numbers, we have now what we have in place is a mandatory um, mask requirement. And now they're allowing you to work from home if you don't want to come to work. But that's only certain jobs. Mm, yeah. One of the guys I, I know, you, he definitely works from home. And then you have the people that are carefree that believe that the virus is a hoax. I had two. I went to three softball tournaments where no one was wearing a mask. Well, and these are huge softball tournaments, huge softball tournaments. No one had on the mask, no one. And so that's kind of how it. I mean, like they opened up sports. I just did. I did pictures for graduation two days ago. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're. I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of iffy with it because the masks are kind of hard to breathe in. You don't want to just be breathing in CO two all day with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do need to get back to normalcy because we're going to be facing that economic crash. Like, there's no way our country can survive with everybody staying at home. Yeah, well, we need to find a new way to. To well, I think the problem I now think the, problem the, the is, biggest difference between us and you know maybe like Texas and Atlanta where the cases are skyrocketing. Our clubs and bars aren't open. Like we took a while, like it took a while for us to even go and sit down at a restaurant and eat. So they did do a good job with that, with, you know, not allowing food businesses and places with a lot of people um, to go. Like we couldn't go out for bars. They just opened that up and it's reservation only. Mm. And you can only have, I think, either 10 or 20 percent of your your um, 
capacity in there and you have to serve food. Like it cannot just be a regular bar. Those aren't even open yet. So you have to serve food and everybody in there has to have a mask and you have to make reservations. So that's really what the biggest difference between us and Texas is. Texas kind of just like everything's open. You go anywhere. You don't have to wear a mask. And so that's kind of why I'm like, okay, Colorado's getting a handle of it. They, you know, with the protests and stuff, they kind of got out of the way, but now they're trying to fix it. Right. Okay. Well, that's... And then we just found out that, you know, foot, the sports football got moved to the spring, which is going to suck because you won't be able to play football and basketball at the same time. They moved volleyball to the spring, and the only sports they're going to play is um, softball, baseball, tennis, and golf. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that's kind of how that's looking in in the sports world. And like I said, we're just on mandatory mask order now. People are starting to go back to work because the unemployment got cut off. Yeah, that's um, weird. Um, that's yeah. weird. You guys did didn't handle it anywhere close to how <laughs> Korea handled no. it. I mean, no. first thing first. Um, before I even got here, in Korean culture, they wear masks. So it's just part of their, like, culture. Um, because they're mm. by China, so, like, they have, like, d- you know, the dust from, from the pollution in, in China warehouses yeah. and stuff like that. So they've always kind of wore masks. So that wasn't really ever a problem. Um, so that's the first thing. So masks being a thing isn't is an issue. And what happened was uh, they had a few outbreaks, but... Um, they had free testing. Like health insurance is is cool here. Yeah, health insurance yeah. is cool here, even for foreigners like me. Like, so like for example, if I need to go to the dentist and get like surgery on my teeth or something like that, the insurance will pay for everything. Um, oh wow! So you just have to worry about like paying for like say if you need to get a crown or something like that. Like you got to pay for that because yeah. that's more they see, they see that as more of like luxury item, not an actual insurance mm-hmm. thing. Necessity. Yeah, but the actual thing you need done is free, right? And same thing with like surgery or any other stuff like that. Like they'll pay for that. You know, that's what your insurance pays for. Um so just like living period in Korea is just uh, I feel like if you haven't been exposed to that in America, like you it's really nice, you know. Um but saying that, being that, like, they came, like, so they had about a month where we shut down. So I didn't work for, like, a month and a half. Um, so that was kind of, yeah, it was pretty scary there because we didn't know how we were going to get paid or if we had to go home. or Like, it was really tough. But they handled it so well because they they shut everything down for, like, a month and a half. Like, it wasn't nothing you could really do. Besides the grocery stores, like you can go in the grocery store to get food, but that was it. Like if you and you had to have a mask and like they like even now, like you you can't go in clubs or bars without getting your temperature taken. And um, this was back in February. This was like you couldn't go into clubs or nothing without a mask or uh, your phone number because the phone number is how they contact everybody. Then also Korea has a system where they text you anytime somebody has it you have to tell them your location of wherever you went within the last 48 hours and they oh, wow. te- they text you in your phone like where, where you have the um amber alert like that they send it yeah they send it in korea why like if you've been in these places in the last 48 hours go get tested you need to go to get tested the, but they, yeah, that's, 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 go ahead go ahead 
I was like, that's way different. That's some something that we need to be doing over here. So yeah, they are. It's they a pri- it's a privacy issue. Alone. It's a privacy issue in America, though. So the uh, thing is, like in Korea, they trade in their their privacy for for uh, they trade in their privacy for security. In America, we trade in our our privacy for no security. So mm. so there's a difference. Like here, there's cameras everywhere, um, but it also isn't meant to watch you. It's just to make sure, like. If something does happen, they have it on camera. They have it, yeah. So, you know, that doesn't... Like, they obviously don't have them in, like, restrooms or nothing. But they have cameras right. everywhere here. They also can text you um, information about whatever is going on. You know, like a weather alert or, hey, this person got coronavirus on this train, so you need to go get tested if you rode this train. It's free. Just go to your public health center and do this. But, but, but wouldn't you think that's like a... a, a in the same sense of an amber alert because everybody gets an amber alert now you can turn them off so what's the difference between an amber alert and telling me that i possibly got infected the privacy issue is the detailing somebody where you've been the last 48 hours oh gotcha wow yeah like nobody wants to like say that because like even here like one of the outbreaks happened because they let an old lady go like, because they're really respectful of their elders. So if somebody says they don't want to get yeah. tested or something like that, especially at the beginning of it, like there was like, basically there was this cult in Daegu, like they got a Christian cult there. And what happened was everybody went to this mass service and everybody got infected and they went to all their different cities after that. Like, so they went, they got infected and everybody oh, no. went to different cities. So what ended up happening was there was like outbreaks everywhere and people were freaking out because they let this old lady go. And that's when they start, you know, like it started getting really bad. And then it got bad for foreigners just recently, like two months ago, because um, (laughs) it makes me so mad because in Seoul, so in Seoul, Korea, uh, which is up Uh north from where I'm at, they there was a club that had uh-huh. had an outbreak and there's two things that's wrong with this situation one it was it was one it was a club but it was uh it was a gay club and the problem with the gay club is koreans are like really bad about that like it's not the problem with it being a gay club it's like koreans are still very like not like open about that so they were like mm. so they like blamed that on like foreigners yeah. like they said a foreigner got infected at a gay club on this. So it was like two things that they don't like, foreigners and they don't like gay people. So it was like they tried to put both of that on foreigners. And literally... On foreigners the gay folks. Yeah. Like they were like, ooh, them foreigners are always going to gay clubs and uh, bringing that gay stuff over here. And it was like, no, that's not what happened. And the, the, the thing about it is the person who actually infected everybody was sick already. He just went to the club. And it was, you know who it was? It wasn't a foreigner. It was a Korean guy. Korean guy. Yeah. Yep. He went to the club knowing he was sick and infected people. And, oh my goodness. And that's the thing. It's like we um when we were out here, um, it was make us so mad because what they were doing was they were making foreigners like your your boss could tell you like, Hey, you need to go get tested because you're a foreigner. And it's like that's kind of not okay. That's like not okay. Like Yeah, discrimination. Yeah, it's just like discriminatory, like it's for sure. And they people were getting very upset because they were like it's not even a foreign who gave it to us. Like you're and like, and it, it made us even more mad because the parents were like freaking out. Cause a lot of people are teachers. So their parents were like, Hey, 
I think all your foreign teachers need to get uh, tested because I don't want my kid getting sick. But it's like, what makes you think your kid can't get me sick? Right. Like, what's what's so special like about you? To it. Yeah, like, what's so special about this? So there's this, like, weird thing, like, stigma with, like, foreigners right now that, like, ooh, foreigners are giving people the virus when they come back from their country or whatever. Especially the U.S. Like, right now, if you're from America or you've came back recently, they're really, like, not like not, not rocking with you. Yeah, not rocking with you right now. Um, and, and I get it because we're out of control over here. Like, we have no control over it at all. We might be on lockdown for more than a year, which is probably going to be the worst out of the countries. Like, everybody, I don't think anybody else besides the United States is having this big of an issue with the virus. Well, I mean, one, we have to get rid of our idiot as president, but, you know, because <laughs> that guy is ridiculous. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I've already God. said, look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not lying to you. It's no joke. If this nigga gets reelected, I'm waiting out the term. Like, y'all not going to see me for another four, <laughs> good four years. I'm sorry. I'm, I am happy. Like, I don't, I rock with y'all. I can help y'all try to figure out flights out here. If I get like married or something like back. that, you know, like hey, y'all back. come through, but uh, your boy you not, not come back. yeah, y'all gonna have to make a vacation trip for the wedding or something. I ain't, I can't have y'all. I can't go back over there. Not with him. <laughs> so yeah, well, hopefully, if he if he gets reelected again, we're we're just in trouble. Like our mindset as as a whole is in trouble because that means we have more non-smart people in the world than there is smart people if he gets reelected. Yeah, but I mean, the more I, I hate to say it, the more you're away from America, the the more you realize how stupid we, we really do be doing things. Like, yeah. we have, yeah. we just have our priorities really mixed up. Um, mm-hmm. In other countries, like, you see how they have flourished um, with certain things, and then you go back home, and you're like, well, why are we still, because we we just so put, yeah, we just putting out we've putting so much of our power in the wrong things, you know. Um right. like over here it's so great because um they're very big on like not having corporations. Like there's a few corporations mm-hmm. here, but like so like there's this big store called like E Mart over here. It's kinda like I wouldn't even say like Walmart, but yeah, it's kinda like Walmart. And <laughs> there's that and like Lotte. So there's like two big like big companies that like do like all the like where you go shopping in and get groceries but they close on sun on certain sundays to let the small markets mm-hmm. make money so like make all money. the yeah That's so like all, yeah like all the small markets on certain sundays you, you can go there they're always open but like the big marks and stuff like that they're not always open on sunday so you got those people making money and then there's literally like right. small businesses everywhere. Like they're always like a new brand. There's like maybe a Burger King and the Starbucks here and there, and McDonald's, but everything else is just Korean privately owned restaurants, like um, mom and That's pop good, shops. The same people, yeah. The same people aren't making the money. Right. The money spread out into the economy and back into the community, and that helps the whole overall economy. Whereas having these big businesses are just the same people investing in different businesses yeah it's really bad it's really bad back home with that like corporation that's why i like i'm not really big yeah like even now like i was you know talking about like my business and and doing the things like man i like i have to figure out a different way of going about it because you know i never would have thought i would be in another country trying to to work on making you know films 
internationally, yeah. you know, like on an international scale. Like my mind was so like, I just want to get people to recognize me in Texas, you know, like I was just trying to get Houston <laughs> to try to see what I was doing. And right. And then when I went to Denver, there wasn't like a huge uh, population of people like trying to do like film. Everybody was like, the one thing I didn't like about Denver is everybody was trying to be like everybody else in Denver. Like Denver, like yeah. sometimes doesn't have an identity because so many people come into Denver from like California, Houston or New York. All over. Mm -hmm. And they kind of like are trying to figure that out. And I'm like, man, we in Denver because it's Denver, not because it's New York or Cali. We can go there if we want to. Right. Do right. This is Colorado. Let's work with what we got in Colorado. Right. You know. Yeah, and let me ask you this. So since you left, have you had people hit you up to come back and want to start what you're doing in Korea? Um, well, there's one thing I will I will say here for the podcast and everybody listening. Uh, I, will, <laughs> I will never, ever in my life ever go back for someone else for somebody else yeah, yeah. ever um i won't go back unless you got a contract in my face um and i and it's signed for a nice amount of money i'm <laughs> i am not going back for no and i'm not gonna let me rephrase this i'm not gonna move unless god say move because i've already made that mistake once and i've moved places with I wouldn't say for other people at the end of the day it was definitely still for me but I won't move yeah it was yeah it was still opportunities but I won't move with the influence of people so yeah people have asked me to like hey when are you coming back I really want to work on a movie or hey when are you come back I really want to get on this I would love you to be this and I'm like yeah this is cool but it's not time you know yeah it's and not. my whole thing with that because I've been getting you know ever since my my softball business has taken off I've been getting requests to come back and coach come back to your high school do it for your community where was all of that when I was already there trying to do it? Right. Now that you see that I'm I'm I got my stuff together and I know what I'm doing, now you want to offer me to come back. Right. So it's more on me is like, do you want me to come back or do you want my resources? I think um it's a little I think it might be a little bit of both. I I think yeah. one of the biggest things that I feel like the difference between me and my peers is just me personally in film, I think the difference between me and my peers that I went to school with, um, I think they have grown in their craft, but I think they are still boxed in by the fact that they are right. in their craft there. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't, like, for me, my example is, like, I know every one of my films is just completely different. Like, they just, they, they all take on a different tone. Um, yeah. And I just, I try to push for that. And I think some of my peers are really pushed into having to make the same type of films and reach those same type of crowds because they're looked at as especially like as being a black director you're like feeling like you have to talk about those issues and right. and I don't feel the need to talk about any of that because all the people I look yeah. up to as directors aren't so why do I need to um, yeah. unfortunately don't get me wrong I, I'm going to um, but there's a creative way to do that and I think uh, how everybody's like, well, yeah, you need to represent and you need to do this and representation matters. But yeah, but like, I don't feel the need to carry that burden. Like, God can carry that burden of like putting me in a position and like 
getting that representation in my films. Like I can go find these actors and do all of these things, but like I don't want to carry yeah. the burden of having to force doing that to make a statement right. or and, that, and that's not your lane. That's, no. that's not what you want to do. No, um, like and, I, I don't and that's know. A, yeah. And that's the thing as as black people we have to get out of. We can't just always want to, I mean, I love our people to death. I'm black and I love being black, but we gotta get out of the mindset that we only work for our people. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to create generational wealth. And that doesn't come by just taking the dollar out of the black person's hand. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So once we get out of that mindset, just because I'm not, you know, working with black individuals don't mean I'm not helping out the black community. Right. You know what I'm saying? It ain't we so ain't the I only people once in we the world. Out of that, <laughs> right. Like why is that my huge burden to do that? I that and yeah. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be frank honest. Our people are the worst at supporting. Of course. And I think you know this. Our people are the worst at supporting. They have to see you they want to see you at the top before they be like, oh, yeah, I know that girl. I went to school with her. No, you need to start supporting from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's why I try to support all my friends that are doing great things because you never know, you know, what, who you can influence or who need, need that product that your friend's selling. Like, come on. You can't just make it all about this black-on-black help and all that stuff. Like, that's good. We got to help out our people, but at the same time, our people need to help out ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think... I think that's the huge statement you said. Like, yeah, black people are really bad at supporting each other um, unless they blow up. Um, But it's it's even worse of a thing because I realized how um, I always knew like what I was doing was something like kind of you know like special. But like when you go to another country and people don't know you at all and they see your work and they're like, who can I who can I talk to to get you in this place? I know some people. I like when I first got when I first came out here. I went to um a small like little film festival here and i met people who were like on the board for like the big film festival like they're one of the people that like see the films come in and pick them and i met them and like i didn't even know like i'm sitting here like talking to these people and i showing them a video and they're like hey come here let me show you this guy and then he's like showing and he's like oh he's like oh who did this and he's like oh this guy And and he's like Oh, he's like, you make movies? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, well, I'm one of the people on the board for this. And then he's like, hey, come over here. Like, talk to this guy. And it's like that quick, there was people like trying to get you in the door for like things and like support you. And like, they don't even know you. Like, all these Korean people like, are just trying to get you in the door and put you. And I'm like, man, I could, it took me months to years to get people to just try to like see like there's still people that come to me till this day and like oh you do movies you do film i I had no idea what do you think i've been doing this whole time you thought right. i just like and that's why like just say, forget my degree yeah I, that's why I, st- I started i had to stop making music videos because people was like thinking that's like what i was doing and i was like no no i do films like that was just a great avenue for me to learn the craft even more like learn how to edit better but uh that was never my intention to like just make that i just was in a place where i could and you know and be in that creative space but like even here like being able to i think one of the places this is how i knew like it was meant for me to be here because not only did I move in an area where, uh, like, film is very prominent, like, Busan is, like, where the Busan International Film Festival happens, right? 
wow. So I like I was literally I'm literally like forty to an hour away from like everything. So that's one thing. And then two, my coworker went to school in California and film. Oh wow, look at this. So me and him have been working on stuff too. Then another guy that I ended up meeting as well went to school in South Africa for cinematography. So that was the guy that's who did working. that was the guy who that's, did that's... recall. That that was the guy who did recall, uh, the cinematographer for that movie. So uh-huh. So me and him worked on that film and it was like two of us. Like it was just me, him and an actor. That was it, you know, for that film. And all wow. this I, I really like it. I know we can't talk about it, but I I, I really like that. And I'm like, what's next? What's next? Where's part two coming? You know, um the reason I can't yeah, I am waiting for like yeah, I'm working on two like I'm working on two other films right now. I wanna like knock them out by the end of this year. But uh I just it kind of it's a good and a bad thing because like now that like I've done recall, I feel yeah. it sucks because I did that with like two people. So now it's like, I can't go below that standard anymore. Like now, like it's a higher standard that has to be had because like, it's like, bro, you did that with right. two people. You got to be able to come with some more. So it's, back, um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's even more. Um, so let things. me, let me ask you this. Do you plan on entering any American film festivals like the one I know they have a big one at South by Southwest? Or are you just going to do the festivals that are over there? You know, I have no interest in doing anything in America right now because <laughs> they did not support me. I don't think I honestly feel, hey, like, I, feel I, like, I, I respect that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I feel I mean, I might, but like I can't get over there. I can't watch anything. So I feel like uh, I feel like I really. I think what, like I said, what God has for me, I think it's going to be, it's going to come full circle. Like I will be able to have work in America and and do things. But uh, right now, no, I don't feel the need of putting it in uh, film festivals over there. I'm going to keep pushing. If anything, like I'm going to push content here, um, get my YouTube, start getting like a following out here. uh, uh, And then, just keep making work like I'm really worried about like just progressing because I think the opportunity will come if I keep making films like this like I don't I just have no doubts about where it can go from here and you know like I said I'm I'm very proud of like my peers that are you know still working in film and you know they want to work with me and give me a job and that's cool too you know Um, yeah yeah, and that goes surround yourself with people that are looking for your best interest and then you both can feed off each other too so that's that's real big go where real people big. support you go where people support you yep. don't sit don't yeah. sit nowhere because I, I think i think it's like um it's kind of like how you say like if somebody's slapping you you're gonna let them keep slapping <laughs> you and you'd be like no i wouldn't right. let them keep slapping you so why are you gonna keep going somewhere where nobody's supporting you. Why are you still sitting there? Oh, because it's my home. It don't owe you nothing. Houston it don't, don't owe, owe Yeah, it don't owe you nothing. You don't owe it nothing. It ain't done nothing for you. It ain't put a roof over your head. It didn't pay for your bills. It didn't... I think all it did was cause, if anything, cause trauma or cause, you know, things to be memories in your life that you hold on to. So the quicker right. you learn to let that go, the quicker you can really flourish, you know? Exactly. I'm, I'm glad you spoke on this because, man, I've been trying to preach that because, you know, like you said, once we moved to Colorado, everybody, oh, how's it living in Colorado? Best time of my life. I'm not going to lie to you. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, my sister yeah, told I me always one tell people. <laughs> She's like, ain't nothing in Colorado. Why are you going out there? And I was like, it's, it was something out there. Just nothing for you, you know. That's... Yeah. Yeah, and then I tell them, I'm making twice as much money as I ever made in Colorado and in Texas. Right. You know, and, and it's not all about the money. It's all about that mindset. Like, I'm happy every day. Every day, I'm happy. No matter what goes on, I'm happy, you know. That's I couldn't good. say that in Texas. I couldn't say that in Texas. Not every day. No, not every day. You know, not like at I, all. I, I had a good job. I had my own house. I was doing what we thought we were supposed to do right when we got out of college, but it just it wasn't enough for me, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely I mean, I thought I was doing what, what I wanted to do coming out of college. I think I'm really like at this point, like I'm really kind of waiting out the process of like the 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 blow up as as people say. Like I, I'm like I'm just gonna continue to keep making really good films, and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna catch somebody. Somebody gonna believe in it. So it'd be yeah. different if like I I, said, I feel like it'd be different. Yeah. yeah oh, go ahead. If, if it was easy, everybody would everybody would be doing it. So we right. we're building a business. You know, we're trying to get our business off the ground. That ain't easy. But we right. got to make sure we're taking steps towards that every day. We can't lose track or get frustrated with the process. You got to enjoy the process. For sure. It's it's enjoyable. That's for sure. It's been an enjoyable yeah. process for me. I'm transitioning right now to another job as well. So, um, so that's another thing, too. Like another job, more peaceful, less hours, you know, like it's. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, now I can even work more on my craft, you know. And then, you know, just training out here, too. I've been training in jiu-jitsu. I know people have probably seen that I've been doing it. It's been almost over. Okay. It's. I think it's almost about – I think I'll be pushing almost two years now, being a martial artist, doing uh, kickboxing, wow. taekwondo, and jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to need some lessons when I come visit. Yeah. I'll make sure you know how to <laughs> choke some people out. You know, nobody mess with you. But, I mean, that's been like a journey. A lot of people don't know that uh, – I, I think – I feel like I don't know what people think, but I feel like people think that's like a little thing that I kind of do here and there and like fun. And I've been doing this for like a while now. That was another part of my peaceful process is being uh, in jujitsu because it's uh, it teaches you. Uh, well, one, of course, it teaches you to humble yourself, but two, it, it, it's a daily process. Like you literally can be so great at something one day and then you could face an opponent the next day and it's a puzzle. You, you're like, how did I, you know, because you spar, once you get to a certain level, you spar every day. So you're you're putting in them hours on the mat and there's no way to, there's literally no way in jujitsu how to like skip a process. Like you have to fight through the process. Like you have to keep like grinding like that is it is literal it's a literal grind like you have to get better by putting in the hours like there's nothing that you it, can just like instantly get gratified to yeah it is is what did that play a huge um what word am i looking for did that play a huge aspect in your personal growth oh of course yeah that was it was it is it kind of taught me like I think it even taught me more of the patience that you have to have, like that, like maybe God's been trying to teach me is like, Hey, tomorrow you like, you could still get better. You might not get, uh, like you might not jump, like, but you still take, you took a step like, or you can take a step back. And that's, that happens a lot too. in jujitsu. you can go into jujitsu and be like, dang, did I like, get worse today? Like you got better, but you like, 
you felt like you just didn't perform well. Like I had a, uh, that happened to me. Um, I want to say Friday. Like I was, I thought I like I like I did a few things good, but then I was like I got submitted uh-huh. like I got like submitted like four times, and I was like that usually don't happen. Usually I can, you know, finesse out of submissions, but I got submitted a few times, you know, but I felt like I got better in another area. So like submissions just right. let. I think submissions just let you learn, like, don't do that again. It's kind of like touching a hot stove. You don't want your arm to get bent like that again. You might, you might need to roll faster. Yeah, you, buddy. You need to and, move. And that's how I really can tell that you, you've really been over there growing because just with that statement that you said, like, I got to get better, a lot of people would have went home and be like, I suck, and, you know, just been in that horrible mind frame. But you, you went and said, I got no, I got to get back to work. And that's huge. That's huge. Um, yeah, it, I ain't gonna lie to you. It was really tough because my first couple months here, I didn't really have a lot of money, and I was still yeah. hurt. I was still hurt from like my past of you know being back home, and I I couldn't. I felt like my conversations was like being like tape recorded because you know you're meeting new people, but you're having to tell them the same story because yeah. You know, so that was really tough for me because I was telling people the same story, and I was like, man, I want to really get past this, but I couldn't figure out how, and um. It didn't really, I would even say, like, things really didn't change for me until Corona happened. Like, that was, like, a really huge step for me because it stopped going and repeat. I stopped having to tell the same story. Like, I started being able to really grow. From um, that. Yeah, because jujitsu, like, I got in, I got, I started jujitsu and started back up in January um, because I couldn't do it the first, I got here in August. I couldn't do it the first couple months. Because I just didn't have the bread for it. So then January, yeah. I started. And that's when things started changing. Then Corona happened, so we couldn't train anymore. So that was kind of sad. And then, you know, we got <laughs> back to it. We got back to it. And it's always it's been a process. Like, I really, I'm waiting to get this level up. I'm trying to get this blue belt, you know. That's a huge yeah, step. It takes, people, it takes people years to get that sometimes, depending on how much you go and how good you are. So, that would be a great step because like, you know, who gets a blue belt in another country, you know? Right. You know, in one of the main countries where, where the, the sport is, is heavily, you know, uh, known. Yeah. Well, Taekwondo, I, I haven't trained in that in a while. That's it's, this country is definitely Taekwondo's uh, country, but jujitsu is, is pretty universal everywhere. So it's great. Cause yeah. don't nobody like, they don't speak English. I got to learn like in Korean. <laughs> Yeah, I got to learn in Korean and watch what's going on. So that's another experience in itself is like being able to interpret things in another language and still get better, you know? Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And I feel where you say, like, you know, relying on that same story to get past because, like, when when I was starting my softball business, you know, I felt kind of some way about not going to college. Like, well, I get the same respect as, you know, anybody else because I didn't go to college. Like, not having that college resume um, for yourself is, is really huge out here. But once my, my, my actions and my teaching spoke for itself, and now business is booming. Right. So I just had to get out of that mindset of, you know, they're not going to want you because you didn't play in college. When in reality, I'm way better than a whole bunch of people that – actually did go to college but they don't know that because i don't have that on my resume right right yeah that yeah that having is to keep tell, having to keep tell the story of why i didn't play in college goes back to right to you like you know having to keep telling that same story over and over and over again 
and it's mm. it's really tough for me because you know I I don't know if I told you this story, but I lost one of my good friends, and it played a huge part of me deciding not to play sports in college. Right. And so once once they once they hear that, they see the person in me, and mm. then they see the passion that I bring to teaching their daughter this sport. Like I'm not playing no games. Like I have jobs. I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing it because I love it. Right. And I think that's really what helped me grow into the person I am today. And that. I look at it as I'm giving it back to the community. I'm helping women all over the world. They might not be black women yet, but I'm I'm helping a part of the community grow their mental and their skills. Right. Yeah, I I I agree. I I really enjoyed it. Um, I hope I can do it for the rest of my life. Like I got two jobs that I really really do love. I create my own schedule, so yeah, things are things are pretty 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 good right now. Yeah. I'm trying to get to that point where I can create uh, my own schedule again because I, I really love yeah. that life. But I think right now it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of like a, I'm also in a position now to really like kind of save up too, so and really yeah. be able to pay off things that I never really um, was able to, you know. So I, I think it's th- these these things is like all like a growing process. If you can just you know focus on yours and understand everybody else's is happening too. You know, instead yeah. of being like comparing or when is this happening? Right. Or how fast this is happening? Because I think things happen faster for other people and things happen slow for other people. But I think as long as they're all progressing and y'all making sure y'all good, like everybody like I went to school with is, you know, they all they all just got their masters, you know. And if I yeah. looked at that and be like, maybe I should have got my masters, I'd be, I'd be right. I'd have been in a rut because, you know, I don't need that right now. Like they need that, you know, and they're doing that for the purpose yeah. of what they need to do it for. But if I looked at it like that, I would feel so behind because there's so many people that I know just got their masters that I graduated with, you know? Yeah. So it's just about looking at like the progress that you're making, you know, like I know people that, you know, just, they just got engaged or they just got married, you know, and like, you know, that could be big, you know, for some people, but you just got to look at your process. Your, your process might happen. Right. You you might meet somebody and your process might happen faster than theirs. You can meet somebody and be like, no, nah, this is it right here. Bam. You know, and then another person could be like, no, nah, this ain't going to happen for another 20 years. You know, like it could be, it just be like that sometimes, you know. You, you don't know the path he has for you and your path is not the same as everybody else. So once you realize that, I think it'll make your mental a little bit better. You know, like your path is your path. You can't rely on what somebody else is doing in the same lane to be exactly what you're supposed to be doing. No, they probably didn't go through all the same stuff that you went through. They probably had it easier. Some people do have it easier than we have, and that's not our fault. And I don't look at it any bad because I say it makes me stronger. Like, I like going through stuff because now I know how to deal with that if that ever comes up again. Yeah, you appreciate it more. Yeah, and if I didn't, if I just went through and, hey, here's a million dollars, I wouldn't have learned nothing. You know, the first issue that comes up, I would freak out because I haven't had that experience yet. Whereas over here, I'm going through all this stuff and I'm learning as I grow. Yeah, I think that's uh, a beautiful statement. Yeah, because I got yeah. some friends that uh, I got some associates out here that are very wealthy. <laughs> they just out here chilling, you know. It's out here chilling, yeah. And the funny thing about it is they're just out here chilling, but they wouldn't know how to they don't know how to do nothing. Like, like when they're experienced, when it comes to like money or like stressful situations, they, they, you know, they call daddy, you know, like, and it's like, that sucks. Cause they're, 
some of them close to my age. And I'm just like, ooh, you finna have it rough, buddy. Like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna <laughs> do? Because you, you ain't had to, and I'm not saying, I, I do believe that, like, you don't, I don't, like, I don't want to be hard-headed. Like, I don't want to go through experiences like this all the time. Like, right. I, if I can avoid them, I will. Because, <laughs> you know, the grind yeah. is, it's cool to be like, yeah, I went through these things, but it's like, if you were listening, you probably wouldn't have had to. Because I did go through a lot of things now that I'm understanding that I did not have to. You know, right. if I would have just listened to God when I could have, I could have avoided these things. Like, you ain't going to avoid them all because you're you you a person, you know, you're going to get to that point where you... Yeah, it's life. Right. But you definitely can avoid a lot of experiences. And I think, like I said here, like, like being out here... um, it also cut off a lot of people that I never would imagine, you know, yeah. would have cut off. But I also like. Hello. I, can you hear me? Yeah, it was breaking up. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, I think I got sent a message, but I think it was kind of great because it re- helped me realize how much the people that do care about me and like keeping up and like how building relationships, how important these things are and how you can build these relationships. Um, it just helped me do a lot. It's just, it's nice. It's nice. So. Yeah. that's I, I, I'm really happy for you. I'm glad that we can still catch up when we can. Like you said at the beginning, like we don't talk every day, but whenever we link up, we already know what it is. So for sure. As long as we can keep that in mind because like we're we're all grown we're all on our separate paths you in a different whole different time zone like everybody spread out so it's it's good to hear from you know everybody and and, and make sure they're, they're 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 doing well yeah yeah it's nice to make see everybody got their head on straight you know yeah. uh, and, and i wanted to say a quote before we got messed up but like i like i said i listened to eric the hip-hop preacher a lot and one thing that he said um that really stood out to me is like if the same things keep happening in your life you haven't learned the lesson that god's trying to teach you yet right so if the same thing the same thing keeps happening to you he's trying to teach you something that you just haven't gotten yet and so that's how i look at it like if you if you keep going through something check yourself because he's trying to tell you something right and i just i i i like I love listening to his motivational speeches. It's, it's mm. good I think for my mindset. I think that's true because yeah. uh, I mean I'm I'm positive it's true because I think when <laughs> my prog- when my progression started to happen, it was because I finally listened to what was at like what I wasn't like things started to right. move when I started listening. Like I'm mm-hmm. gonna be honest, like when I started to actually hone in on what I was doing. Um, uh, not even just what I was doing, but like the things that I wasn't listening to, or I would even say more the teachings in which I was always taught and I never, mm-hmm. like I was kind of tiptoeing around it with my own logic. You know, that was the thing. It's like tiptoeing yeah. around things with your own logic and seeing how much you can teeter on that line. Once I started just living, I I can just say like, once you just start like living right, like fully, like not playing around <laughs> and going back and forth with yeah. it you actually start seeing progress. Exactly. But, and it's still, it's a journey. I mean, it's still tough because, you know, we, you know, college, I, I ain't going to lie, we was wilding. We was all out there <laughs> having a blast. So I think. Uh, yeah, not a care in the world. No, no, had had no cares. Um, and 
I think one thing that may be living out here um, is kind of like college is just being able to like, it doesn't feel like I'm working or like I'm a, like, it, I almost say like I'm not an adult, but it just feels like I'm in college where there's like not a lot of worries. It's a lot of peace in some areas, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're just chilling. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what I liked about college. Like we were at peace, like we were so chill. We were living life. We, we were happy. <laughs> We were, and I love that. But it kind of taught me that, like, I don't want to go back to that type of lifestyle no more. I think that's why I don't really, like, go out a lot because we already did all that. Yeah. You know, we already did the lifestyle. Like, I like going out for celebrations. I don't want to just be going out every night and spending unnecessary money. Like, we're past that. We did that in college. That was a part of our life where we are supposed to do that. And now we're here into our big girl and big boy, you know, pants. Right. Now we're trying to create that generational wealth. And that's not going to happen if I keep spending all this money going out every day, you know? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. mean... And and again, that goes back to what you have. Like some people, you know, they're they're comfortable with making $30,000, having a single family household and, and starting life. If you're comfortable with that, that's your dream. Okay, that's your lane. But that's not necessarily the path that I want to go down. Like I'm trying to get my whole family my family still lives in the hood you know i'm trying to get my whole family out right and have a way for my children that they don't have to grow up the way i grew up you know boiling water to take baths you know babysitting my brother because my mom and dad is at work all day like right. i'm not trying to have that for my kids so i'd rather do it now than later mm-hmm. and sure. i tell people like i i love music i love going out but wouldn't it be better if when i go out i don't have to worry about nothing Right. Well, I can enjoy that in a, in a, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what that's, it's really meant for enjoyment, entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. I feel you on that. I feel like I'm on your podcast. I, I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel well, you. Well, if you need a co host, if you need a co host, you know, you know, I'm about it. You know, you definitely can hop on because uh, we always need another perspective. And um, I, yeah. I usually like have, like Marlon on or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's usually different people um, that come on, but I'm always down to have somebody consistently on there to, uh, to push content and just kind of talk. Cause it ain't just me. Like my mindset ain't the only one that matters, you know? So um, yeah, I created this and to it's show. And to get different, different views of, you know, a female perspective, a male perspective. Yeah. And different sides of the spectrum. Yeah, I, I did this because I really, I wanted to in, show people that um, the friends that I have um, have a really great mindset. And I, this was like, yeah. this was like the purpose of my podcast because we used to always have these kind of talks in college or as we got older. And like, I was just like, man, if people are listening to us, like they would really be able to avoid a lot of the stuff that like I see people go through. Because we would, you know, right. we just had the right mindset a lot. Yeah, I'm definitely about that. And that's because we've all been through a lot and we all come from different places, different walks of life. So, and But that somehow brings us all together, too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely about that. I enjoyed being on here. Sophisticated Ignorance is back. I'm excited. I'm happy for you. That's all. It's like, when is the podcast coming out? Like, we need you back. We need you back. For sure. I'm I'm ready to get back. I'm 
I'm I'm back. It took me a little bit, but you know, I'm I'm back. Yeah. We're gonna start slapping them with some some new content. But it'll be it'll be like chill. Like I'm not one of them people that's gonna be like pushing. Like you know, they're like oh, you gotta push content. You gotta put look. I'm yeah, no. I'm I'm Natural. letting you, I'm letting you like savor it. Like when you get it, you're like, ooh, this is a good plate. When I'm gonna get another one, I mean, <laughs> it's gonna take me a while to cook up another one. You know, like that's right. Can't just you know, same fast food now. You know, like what you. <laughs> Yeah. Every Thursday, yeah. no. You might get it once a month. You want some good content. Yeah, you might get it. Yeah, you got You might get it once a month, yeah. a couple weeks. Quality you, over you quantity. Cherish it though. Quality over quantity. Yeah, for sure. That's that's something that I I need to tell my peers. I'm not going because <laughs> boy, they be coming out with content sometimes, and I be like, guys, is it good? Did you? Cause like sometimes like I'm just being silly, but I'm also being honest. Like sometimes I feel like we get caught up in that that um, that content battle, and like you come out with four things, and like did you get better in those four things that you came out with? Right. Like, is there a difference in like the quality of what you did in those four things? You coming out with content, you 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 cool. Like everybody like, oh, we love it. But it's like, did you get better? Right. You know. What did you learn in between in that week? Right. And that's yeah, what a, a, I don't a, think. that's what a lot of people, you know, don't see on the business side of things. You have to do research every day. Every day mm-hmm. something's changing. Like I haven't played softball in over probably ten plus years. So I can't just come out mm-hmm. here with that same mindset and stay stagnant because we're not playing in my time anymore. So you have to get better each and every day. And that's with life, with your mental, with your family. You know, learn something every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. Read. Um, and it's all about what you watch instead of watching you know funny videos or twerking videos watch some motivational speeches you know just just one thing a day mm-hmm. and you'll be amazed at what changes in your life right for sure yeah yeah i mean just coming coming being able to come back to whenever i do come back people like like knowing another language would be really crazy you know <laughs> Being able to read another language is crazy. Still yeah. crazy to people to now because I I can read and write it. I just don't always know what's being what said. Like I don't know how to trip. Yeah, I don't always know what's being said. You got to get more vocab, you know. So and that's gonna. It's come. a lot of words. Yeah, that's gonna come. That's gonna come. But the words that translate to English, I know those. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to yeah, yeah, I got you. I mean, Korean's really easy to learn, I feel like, but whatever, you know. It's the at least the letter, the number, the letter system is easy to learn. Like and then, it's it's kind of crazy because I it's God's working again because me and Eric was just looking up, you know, flights to come come check you out over there and you know, what all we need to go over there and stuff. So, don't be surprised we pop up soon. Well, I'll be at a new place, so let me know what's up. We will, we will. We will. We're gonna get out yeah. and do some traveling, you know, see the world. Be able to talk Yeah, about I just it. talked to E. Yeah. I just talked to E the other day. Yeah. So yeah. We're gonna get it. We're gonna like, get it. It's gonna be on and popping. I'll sure, see, I'll we gonna see get you it. at the top, my boy. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be up there. I'm I'm y'all gotta get tickets to these premieres, so Cause yeah, it's you, gonna happen. Yeah, you can need to let us know because that's gonna be dope. I can't wait for that. I cannot wait. Yeah, I'm, 
I'm just waiting. This month would be the month that uh, we find out if everything got accepted or not. So I think it. I'm pretty positive it will. So. And then just let us know the dates. We take off, and, and we'll be, we'll be on that plane. Yeah, I think it, uh, the festival is happening closer to my birthday in October. So that would be nice to get on the red carpet and be big chilling, you know. That'd Everybody nice. ain't able, man. Everybody ain't able. You out there in Korea on the red carpet. Where they do that you at? You know, we're going well, we to see what's up. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm going to try to get me a little suit. Stun on the boys, you know. <laughs> and, you know, my hair is longer now, so. Yeah, I, I, I thought you was getting some links on there. I thought you was getting some links. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to get these 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 locks, but you know, <laughs> it's a process. It, it is a process. Yeah, I'm in the struggle phase right now, so. Okay, it'll get better. It'll get better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, I'm. Uh, I guess I'm gonna let you go. Um, once again, Satiri Foster on the podcast. We gonna we sophisticated <laughs> ignorance. Um, it was great catching up with you. It was great talking. Uh, we're gonna definitely do another one. I'm gonna start planning them out for the rest of the month. Uh, get this thing going. And is there anything you would like to say and promote? You know, you yeah, got the floor, of, of course. I have a first of all, I want to say thank you for having me on. Me, I, I enjoy myself. We've been on the, on the line for a minute and it don't even feel like it. So, I want to say thank you for that. Like I said, I'm glad Sophisticated Ignorance is back. Give me something to listen to. I can put you right on the playlist in the morning. And whenever you need that co-host, let me let me know. Um, and then I'm going to give a shout-out to my business, Big Dog Sports Performance, named after my daddy. So if you're in the Colorado area and you need some softball training or some help with re- recruiting, go ahead, go to our website. That's Performance dot com and there you can get in contact with me and if you just need some you know help in life feel free to hit me up on there be like hey i heard your podcast i want to get more into the mental because that's where i'm at right now i'm more focused on the mental aspect of life and you know all about that positive vibes only and trying to live every day happy so again thank you much, sure. Boy. i love you and then hopefully we can do this soon again i i, I can't wait. love you too for sure yeah we're gonna get it yes sir All right.